ops, and a little bit of paranoia. Welcome to the Iron Sysadmin Podcast. All right, folks, we're back. I hope you guys stuck with us through the break. I know Jay's car had to leave as usual. Off to go eat dinner with his family or something. Or some such nonsense, yeah. All right, so that was a fun topic. Uh, if anyone didn't listen to the first part of the show, you should go back and listen to it. We talked about an article from, I'm going to get his name wrong again. Uh, David. Some Danish dude. David Einemeyer. Einemeyer Hansen. The dude who made Ruby. And co-founder of Basecamp. And hey, I said it right. Did I say hey. it right? Hey. <laughs> you tried. You try an author and all kinds of good stuff, but he wrote a nice article about. In it. In other words, he's got he's got some nerd grad in my yep, book. Totally. So go back and listen to the first part of the show if you haven't already. You're gonna like it. And David, if if you if you actually like listened to this after I nagged Nate to send you the podcast, <laughs> thank you. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I thought your article was great. It was good, and uh, we're always open to guests on the show. Though I don't know what time zone you're in. On the show, on the show, <laughs> you should come and talk to might us. Might make it difficult. All right, so we this record, is... We, well, if he's if he's in a Maya, we could record during the day, our day. Yeah, that's a great idea. Use work hours to record a stream. <laughs> Why? Neither neither of us actually have to work now. Oh! Oh! <laughs> I'm kidding. What I'm totally saying? kidding. What are you saying, Mark? I'm totally kidding. <laughs> ah, all right. So this is the part of the show where we talk about our announcements. Uh, first things first. Do we first, talk about Bruno? There's no we Bruno. We don't talk about Bruno. No, 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 no. no. Can't, can't talk we about Bruno. Talk Bruno about is Bruno. Not, not a topic that we have to discuss. But it was our wedding day. Okay. <laughs> all right. So. Patreon update. We're just going to try to ignore Mark singing. He just came back from Disney. He's going to be full of this. Good idea. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So uh, Patreon update. So first of all, a quick update on the funds that we intend to uh, donate to the American Cancer Society at the end of the year. Um, First of all, I've thought up kind of the details here because of the way that Patreon uh, gives me the patron funds per month they they'll happen at the end of december so we'll probably make the donation like very early january of next year so just like full disclosure there um currently we're up to about 224 dollars and 48 cents i say about but that's the exact amount that's exactly what's in the account right now Um, a boot a boot boot. as our canadian Uh, friends would say so um (laughs) as i've mentioned since july right um all of our funds from july until the end of this year um, I intend to donate to the American Cancer Society in memory of my mother-in-law who passed away in July. June? July. My God, I feel terrible. It was... <laughs> I, dude, it's been... It was a, it was a it's rough time. It's been a thing. It was a rough time. It's... Yeah. So, um, anyway, I want to give a quick shout-out to our patrons. Name pending 197. Jeremy, Aranami, Andrew, Tatro, Bruce, Robert... David Solemn Linux Sys666 Mark with a K The Mentor Mark with a C Julius Andy J and Charles 
Hi, Charles. The list feels... Miss you, too. The list feels incomplete, doesn't it? Without two. Without two yeah. at the end. It feels incomplete. Without two! It's a shame. We miss you, too. We miss you. Anyway. Sniff. <laughs> so if you want to support the show via Patreon, uh, do so at patreon.com slash ironsysadmin. If you'd rather, like, buy a shirt or something, you can do that on Teespring. There's a link in the show notes, teespring.com slash stores slash ironsysadmin. Uh, I've got a couple other things on there, too, like probably some outdated phone cases for phones that don't exist anymore. Um, oh, coffee, no. Coffee mugs and <laughs> T-shirts <laughs> and stickers. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, I guess the other, the other announcement is if you're in the Northeast PA region in the middle of November, November 19th, I guess it's more like the back end of November. Uh, we're going to have the annual DEFCON 610 Pub Crawl CTF in Easton, Pennsylvania. If you'd like more information about that, you want to go to DEFCON610.org. And uh, I think I have info on there about it. I'm going to have to update that website. I sh- I'm pretty sure I can make it. I pre- I'm pretty sure that's a weekend that I don't have a wedding thing or a scout thing or some other thing. Cool. Well, I hope so. Um, unfortunately, one of our admins can't make it that weekend. I don't know why he even put it on the list as an available date. Who um, can't make it? He, like the guy who's normally holding it all together for us, can't make it. Oh, good <laughs> lord! It's gonna be interesting. Oh, my God, for can you real? hear my kids screaming? They're they're in the shower yes. on the other side of this wall, and it's just like. <laughs> there's someone. There's some death involved over there. <laughs> there may be. <laughs> Oh, good lord. Uh, this is the problem with not having a professional studio and instead uh, using my home office that's just, like, surrounded by family. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, I think that's our announcements. Do you have any cool announcements, Mark? Not I specifically, no. I really didn't think you would. All right. We don't have any new reviews. <laughs> so, folks, if you want to review the show, you should go do so on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. Uh, that accepts reviews. If you if the wherever you listen doesn't support reviews, then go to Apple Podcasts and do it there. Yeah, just keep our NPS up, right? <laughs> is that on your mind? No bad maybe? reviews. Is that on your mind there, Mark? No, I'm still butthurt from the guy who didn't like me. Oh, okay. I know it was years ago. <laughs> it has no, been. It's like, Tam and Tam- it's like two or three years now, isn't it? <laughs> The NPS for the TAM is amazing. It's it's like through the roof. Yep. So professionally, I'm fine. I'm just still butthurt from the Iron Sis Edmund review where the guy didn't like me. Right, right. That, that one bad review we've had. Yeah. The only one. Maybe no so, one else. Such a snowflake. Maybe no one else reviews because they don't want to hurt your feelings, Mark. And I appreciate that. If <laughs> you don't have anything nice to I say. I do. <laughs> That's it. Right. Isn't that what your mother used to say? Or that's what they say your mother used to say? Yeah. Yeah. You're from New Jersey, though. Your mother probably didn't say that. Your mother probably said, stab the bitches. (laughs) I have no idea. My mother. (laughs) No. 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 All right. My mother was was mild. Mild mattered. So in the chat tonight, I was going to talk about the Elon Musk and Twitter thing, but I was hoping Jason would be here because I figured he'd have some opinions. But and I know you I, don't you don't no. use Twitter. So, <laughs> well, no, I light I lightly use Twitter okay. lightly. So what's going it, so I 
just to give our audience, uh, and this is not me trying to humble brag, but just to give our audience some perspective, I was on vacation for almost two weeks. Like I have, I'm like really like apparently that crazy ass trial with the parade guy happened. I've been catching up on those videos because he's insane. Because one of my hobbies is watching videos of sovereign citizens being idiots. Parade guy. But well, like, was, was that the one that like drove his car through the parade? Yeah. That one? Yeah. 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 But one of the um, like I haven't been staying on top of the tech news. Has there has there been recent developments with with Musk and Twitter Mark, in the not, past two weeks? You're you're not looking at the the, the Twitch chat, are you? Because, uh, because you should you should look at the Twitch chat right now. I'm not. I got I got the the consolidated chat. Can you read that? You should read that. Review. Love Uncle Mark saying yes. Yay, Uncle Mark. <laughs> yes. Anyway, that, that almost makes up for the review from several years ago from was, some internet stranger I'll never meet in my life. I was distracted by that and didn't hear what you were saying. I'm sorry, Mark. Can you? That's okay. <laughs> I was saying I've been a little out of touch yeah. and I've been trying to catch back up like on work stuff and then on this crazy trial. Yeah. But for the tech news stuff like, you know, Elon Musk being Elon Musk is something new. Is there a new development? Uh, well, so, I mean, I'm I'm. I'm pretty sure you're already up to date on the Elon Musk said, hey, I'm going to buy Twitter. Oh, no. Twitter, can you prove to me how many users are actually bots? Oh, that's too few. You lied to me. I'm not going to buy Twitter. Um, and apparently yeah, I remember that, that kind of went down. That like had an effect on Twitter's stocks and all kinds of stuff. Of course it did. And apparently, like, I don't fully understand how this works, but apparently... Twitter was able to then go to Elon Musk legally and say, no, 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 you're buying us now. <laughs> mm. Which to me is like, what? How can you do that? But I guess because of who he is and because of the power he wields and because of the impact that they've had, like they like what, what did, did it, it like negatively impacted Twitter's value? So now the amount that he said he was going to buy Twitter for is like, a lot more than Twitter is valued at. So Twitter's like, you have to buy us now. And that went to court. And apparently Elon Musk has to buy Twitter now. Nah. So it's kind of dumb. It's weird. Like the whole, I, I, I have to, I'll fully admit, I don't fully understand why it is that Elon Musk now has to buy Twitter. <laughs> but uh, as a response to that, I've seen long time Twitter users saying like, we're going to nope out of Twitter as soon as he buys it. And yeah, um, that was the, that was the threat when he that first was, came. That up was kind of what I was like curious about. I was going to see what Jason had to, had to say about that. If he had any insight as to like why that is, I guess like, so Twitter has a history of like cesspool style comments. Right. And of course, Twitter has done some oh. work to try to filter and get rid of those. Just right? a little bit. And you could argue they haven't done enough because they're social media. And that's the popular thing to say. Oh, social media doesn't do enough. Um, but realistically, it's a really hard problem to solve. And I I hope you mm -hmm. agree with me on that one because I feel like it's a really hard problem to solve. I've been an email it admin is. trying to filter out spam and crap. It's not easy. <laughs> it's not no, easy. No, and social media just takes that to the nth power. Right, right. So, um, what? Elon Musk entered Twitter HQ with a sink, I think. A what? <laughs> like a kitchen sink? <laughs> anyway. Um, 
Where was I? Oh, and then Elon Musk has said that basically he wants a freedom of speech platform, right? Which does not filter people's comments because, you know, there's this... I don't even know how to approach this. There's this conspiracy, quote-unquote, where conservatives feel that they're being filtered or they're being they're being quieted, right? Um, I, I don't know where I fall on that, but I can tell you that some of the stuff that people cite is like, no, 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 that's not being filtered. That was hate speech. <laughs> or that yeah. was that was something that shouldn't have been said, right? Um, freedom of speech is one thing. You're still an asshole. Um, but anyway, so I don't know if that's why people are like, no, we're going to leave if, uh, if Elon Musk takes over. Now, we don't even know that he's going to do the things that he says he wants to do. Maybe he'll actually do things like talk to the people who currently run Twitter after he buys them, and they'll be like, no, 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 what you want to do is a very bad idea, and maybe he'll listen. Maybe he won't. I don't know. Anyway, I'm going on and on about a thing that I don't think we have about a bunch to talk about, because, again, I was hoping Jason would be here to, to chat about it, but he couldn't make it tonight. So I'll go back to drinking. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Good plan. So, uh, yeah, maybe we'll talk about that some other time. And maybe by the next time Jason's on, it'll have been done and he'll have left Twitter and he'll be happily like some other social media platform that doesn't get owned by Elon Musk. <laughs> All right. Well, the other thing I had to chat about was uh, you've I've, I've had this long running thread of slowly but surely getting rid of Google devices in my house. My household. Don't call me Shirley. Uh, OK, I'll try not to. <laughs> um, started with uh, I switched from my Android phone back to iPhone. Um, then uh, Google took away my Stadia. And I cried. No, I didn't cry. <laughs> Uh, but I've been working on slowly getting rid of my Google Home devices and replacing them with uh, Amazon devices. And that, that isn't necessarily because uh, I don't like them. Well, it is because I don't like them. It's not because I don't like the company that's backing them or because the service is going away, but it's more like they've been getting progressively less useful instead of more useful. And uh, <clears throat> I went as far as to like ask around online about uh, other folks that I know use them. And a lot of people are, are agreeing with that. They're like, yep, yeah, it's definitely getting worse. Um, the voice recognition isn't as good as it used to be. Some of the features went away as a result of a lawsuit from a little while back when they had that, that Sonos lawsuit. So I decided, all right, mm -hmm. I'm just going to give another platform a try. So we've got some Amazon Echo devices now. I've got four of them in the household now, but I haven't had, I don't have enough of them that I can turn off all of the Google devices yet. But the other thing is, a while back, I bought a Google Wi-Fi mesh setup uh, because I was trying to simplify my IT situation at home. My God, the kids are loud. <laughs> like, every now and then I hear them through my headphones. That's how loud they are. Um, anyway. Good Lord. Yeah. Uh, so I finally bit the bullet and bought a uh, Ubiquiti Unify uh, Wi-Fi setup. I have... I picked up the Dream Machine, which is the controller, and I picked up a couple of used APs, and I'm going to start working on putting them in, and then the Google Wi-Fi will go away. To be honest, it's been a really great device. 
Like, I don't have any real complaints about it, except that it is oversimplified. And that's... That was kind of the point when I bought it, right? Like, I was trying to simplify my home IT infrastructure so that I could do things like tell my wife how to reset the router uh, over the phone because I was still working remotely at the, or working in an office at the time. Um, and the Google Wi-Fi was nice. It had this cool little app I ran on my phone. I could, like, do all the simple things that I needed to be able to do. It still supported most of the stuff you expect out of a router, like port forwarding and DHCP reservations. But I've just outgrown it. Uh, now that I'm home all the time and I'm getting into the home automation stuff with Home Assistant, um, I find the UI for the thing in, like infuriating. <laughs> and there's certain places where it's limited, where it, I feel like it doesn't need to be. So I'm finally ditching it. I'm going with the Unify, like a lot of other nerds have done. I don't know what you run, Mark. I, I get the feeling you run like something that came from your cable provider and don't even think about it, right? What's that? For your home Wi-Fi. Um, I use uh, I have an Asus router, I an Asus router. Oh, okay. And I've got I've got one extension drop point up in the kitchen. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, um, I guess that's that's kind of what I've going I've, I've got going on. I came into a little bit of money recently, not like life changing money, but enough that I could buy some of the stuff I've been putting off. And that's where the Alexas came from, and that's where the or the Echoes I should say came from, and um. The, uh, the Unify box. Oh, and I bought new headphones because these are like falling apart. Like the. <laughs> oh, and I guess the other thing, I didn't mention this on the show, but I switched from an iPhone 11 to an iPhone 13 mini. Right. So All here's, right. Here's my new 13 mini. And the thing I was worried about. So um, I got it essentially no cost because. Verizon does trade-ins, and the iPhone 11 trade-in value was 600 bucks, and the price of this was 600 bucks. so, like, it evened out. That's pretty cool. But anyway, I was worried about the battery life, and uh, because it's a smaller phone, it has a smaller battery in it, and a lot of people say, oh, the battery's abysmal, it's, like, it doesn't last very long, and yada, 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 and that was the only thing I was worried about. So, if anybody out there is thinking about an iPhone mini, because they want a smaller form factor phone... I'm going to tell you the battery life is not bad. I get, I could probably get a day and a half to two days out of one charge because the iPhone does such a great job of managing its battery. Like when it's sitting on my nightstand, it seems to consume almost nothing. If I forget to plug it in at night or something, I can go the whole day the next day before I realize I didn't plug it in. <laughs> that's how, that's how good the damn thing is. So uh, yeah, don't be afraid of the battery I mean, life on the mini. I mean, I, I had cell phones in the day when you got, six to eight hours out of the battery mm -hmm. you like had to recharge them at work yeah yeah i mean if i get it if i get 24 hours or hell if i get 16 hours out of a phone through normal use that's plenty because i'm generally plugging only, it in when i go to bed the next night yeah the only time it's been an issue for me um the only time it's been an issue for me is like when i do like a camping trip and maybe yeah. I'm, I don't have the ability to charge it for a couple of days. Yeah, yeah. So you're still doing Boy Scout-style camping trips where you don't necessarily always have ready access to power? Um, oh, we're doing we, – yeah, exactly. Like we did, uh, we did a canoe trip over the summer, which was yeah. six days, five nights, and 
the first three or four days, you were nowhere near power. Right. If you didn't so, have like little power, little battery packs with you, you weren't charging. So I, I still camp, but generally my camping trips also involve off-road trips. And yeah, my Jeep, a little bit different. My Jeep can charge my phone. So <laughs> absolutely. I don't oh, yeah. have a problem no, with that, right? <laughs> Yeah, and I wouldn't change my phone just because of my every so often camping. Yeah. Quite I frankly, quite frankly, there are good power packs you can get that my son and other people keep stealing from me that'll charge your phone several times that you can yeah. take on a trip with you. Yeah, either just a big bulky battery or you can get a nice solar charger that you could set up. I mean, again, that means you have to be sitting in a place that has sunlight for long enough to charge the phone. But yes, they're, they're a thing you can do. So maybe you could mount one to your canoe solar panel to the canoe to charge. A I, power I actually did have a solar panel thingy that I brought this time. It just charged so slowly. They do. Well, solar power but, on a panel this big, it just isn't a lot of power. Just, it's not a lot. No, <laughs> it's, it's just not, not a lot. It's right. Not. But if you like set it up yeah, to, charge, to charge a power brick all day while you're canoeing, that might be significant. Mm, maybe there maybe. go the kids they're out of the shower now which means they're probably currently running down the hallway naked because <laughs> that's how my kids probably. are they just can't that's figure out <laughs> like modesty privacy what what are those things uh they're, gonna be, they're not pounding on the door now they're gonna be streakers someday and then i'm gonna be really upset all right <sighs> anyway so that's what i got going on mark what do you got going on aside from having just been back from disney yeah. So like I said, not a lot of tech news happening, although I'm about to hire a new nerd for my team, replacing awesome. someone who left. Yeah. So that's kind of, that's been an interesting process from the other side. I really can't talk much more about it because, you know, privacy, but weird. You yeah, can't, you can't it's definitely work or people's private information. What? Yeah. Why like, do I even yeah. have you here, Mark? The, <laughs> there were several good there were several good candidates it, it's always hard making a call with something like this right yeah i would have hired all of them if i could have but i could and, not i had to pick one and tam is such i don't know how to describe it it's such a unique role right like having yeah. been through the hiring working it for a couple years and then leaving for a different position in such a short i don't want to say short time span for for some people, three years in a, in the same in the same role is like you did what, <laughs> right? But um, it's such a unique role, right? Coming into it, you think it's going to be a support role, and it kind of is, but it's not. Yeah. And then yeah, it's it's it's, it's yeah. a weird ass hybrid of a job. It's a really weird role, and I can only imagine the sort of things you have to go through to try to make sure you're hiring the right person, right? In the, in the end, it's an educated guess. Yeah. And candidates who seem questionable can be great Tams and candidates who interview great and look like they have a good background can end up being terrible. Yeah. You just sometimes you don't you sometimes don't know until they're actually in the role. Like so much of it can be personality. Right? Like you can know can all be. you can know all the stuff, right? And that might make you my God, what are they doing out there? <laughs> And that can make you great on the technical side, but it's that's not all of the role, right? You also need to be able to talk would, to people and de-escalate things and talk people through, like, those angry, pissed-off, you know, like, I opened a support case and nobody got back to me and yeah, rah, 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 rah. 
And you can be like, well, you know, my, the, that's because they were within SLA. Oh, but why did they only ask me for an SOS report? Oh, well, because they needed it. <laughs> you didn't so give it to them. What I, <laughs> what I can say is that the, the, the person I settled on was not necessarily the strongest technical, but their their businessy and social skills are right. fantastic. Right. And we we can teach people the technical. You can't always teach them the people skills. Right. Yeah, definitely. Like the ability to, to talk some CEO that's on the other end of the line with you down from canceling all of their Red Hat contracts yeah. <laughs> is uh, yeah. it's it's not just the account exec's fault or problem at that point. Right. Tam it is, doesn't Tam's happen all the time. But stuff. <laughs> good Lord, it can. It can. It can. <sighs> but so hopefully I'll have some good stories soon. Uh, but I do have a nerd thing that I found. I it my printer is not running now because I want it to be respectful because it's kind of loud. I think what's going to happen is we're going to Lumberville tomorrow, right? Mm-hmm. I think on Saturday morning I'm going to kick off this Haunted Mansion print because it says it's like a 15 hour print, mm-hmm. and I'm kind of excited about it. That's pretty cool. I also realized the PLA that I have on the side. I never noticed this before, but the. I don't know if it's on this spool, but it's definitely on the spool that's loaded that I'm using for the mansion. Oh, it's not on this. It actually has like a little fuel gauge almost saying, yeah, you know, this is like this guy has a little over this guy has like almost 100 meters left. Yeah, I wouldn't guess that that is that's 100 meters left. Yeah, the overture stuff is nice. I like overture. So I'm pretty excited about it. I forget if it's um, hopefully it's, it'll print. Okay. Overture or Hatchbox switched to cardboard rolls, which when I first opened one up and I'm like, oh, it's on cardboard now. I was a little disappointed. But then when I started thinking about it, I'm like, all these rolls just go into the garbage. I mean, sure, you could recycle them, I guess. They're recyclable plastic, aren't they? <coughs> um, I guess. I don't throw them away very often. Right, right. But like. On bigger projects, you go through a lot of them. And I'm actually kind of impressed that they switched the cardboard rolls. I think that's a good idea. Cause I don't care cool. as long as it works. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, to me, that's to me that's the most important thing. Does it – will it work? Oh, yeah. Well, the cardboard roll absolutely works just as well as the plastic one does. I was, I was kind well, of – Well, then that's fine. I then was just kind of ship impressed. it in cardboard. Yeah, I was kind of impressed that they right. had made that effort. Yeah. But so that's – so, Yeah. Like my last, I had to print a new stand for some Disney uh, pins. I bought some more pins and I needed a short stand for that. So that's up on the top of my shelf now. Printed that after getting home the other day. The, the 3D printers become a, I don't use it all the time, but when I want to use it, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's kind of where it's settled in at this point. There was a while where mine was like running 24-7. And now it's taken yeah, off. I've, I've been out of that for yeah, I've been out of that for a while. But yeah. it's cool though. Like it, I print things that I like. I was seriously considering buying a haunted mansion Lego set because mm-hmm. I have some Red Hat rewards. And then I'm like, wait a minute, let me see if someone's actually made a model of it, like on Thingiverse. And lo and behold, someone did. So I'm like, yeah. I'm going to try to print my own haunted mansion, and maybe I'll even paint it if I'm feeling compelled to be artsy. Then there was my Steam Deck stand. I think I've showed you this before, but this lets me sit the Steam Deck at a slant on my desk rather than just flat on its back. So that's kind of fun. You know, just little utilitarian things like that. Plus, you know, my my fidget cubes are fun. 
I've printed you know, something similar for my infinite, tablet. Infinite fidget cubes. I have a little tablet stand I printed out that. Right, like it's cool on, on my desk. To me, that to me, that's the that really fulfills the promise of on demand, uh, small batch manufacturing at home. Like, yeah, right. You're when, solving an immediate. You're solving an immediate problem. Like you don't have to try and find something online and order it. You don't have to go to the dollar store and see yeah. it. No, yeah, yeah. Someone else has had this problem. They made a model, or you make your own model, right? Now, that, that's right. not nearly as easy. But um, when I did the, there's new LEDs in my office. There, I have them like around the perimeter uh, of the top of the office. Yeah. And when I first set them up. I, uh, the LED strips have like adhesive on the back and I just stuck them to the crown uh -huh. molding around the top of the room. And that didn't stick as well as I hoped it would, as you might expect. Like mm. I was 50, 50 on whether that was actually going to stay or not. And it didn't. Uh, but I found narrator. It did not. Yeah. A lot of LED strips come with, like if you buy a professionally made LED strip with a controller already, it'll come with these little bracket things that you can mount and then clip the LED strip into, right? And uh -huh. I had no idea where to buy something like that, but I found them on Thingiverse and I was able to print some. <laughs> so I printed them and then I tacked it up with little little nails, right? And um, I ended up buying like actual, I don't know if you can see it. There's like actual uh, uh, molding that's made to hold the strips. I ended up getting that and putting it up there. So I ended up not using the little clips that I made. But uh, it was just cool to be able to print them out and have them, you know. Yeah. But I also made like little cable clamps for the wires that have to go up to power them. So that I did use and have a bunch of those left over. So they're pretty cool. Having a 3D printer is like very uh, freeing. <laughs> in in some ways it is, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, I even think what happens is people like the little case for the controller. I printed out on the 3D printer, the case for the the, the controller yeah. for the, the lights. You know, that's pretty cool. I think what will happen is some, a lot of people will get them and they'll print like a handful of things and they'll be like, well, what do I do with it? Yeah. And right. It's that, that can be a legitimate problem. Um, but I like that it's there for when I have this sudden desire or need for something that I want to print and then bam, it's, there we go. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, in the chat, someone's asking, is it you, Nate, that your printer would misalign during printing? Did you ever figure it out? And unfortunately, no. So, I don't know if you'll be able to see it on camera. This print, the reason it's sitting here is, I don't know if you can see, but like halfway up, the layers shift over by like... Ogres have layers. A tiny little yeah. bit of a millimeter. Enough that it screws it up. Enough that it screws up the print. Um, I don't know if it's software related because I went through and I like checked all. You know what is sometimes fixed? What sometimes fixes bullshit like that is if in the in the slicer, if you just rotate it forty five degrees on the build plate, it yeah. sometimes fixes stuff like that. So I I have this. Every time I print this, it shifts at the same spots, exact same spots. Right. Um. So I thought maybe the build plate. Because mine, your build plate moves around. Mine is yeah. not stationary, but it only has a Z axis. That is the Z axis for mine. The build plate moves down and the X and Y are controlled on like this gantry, right? Um, 
So I thought maybe the build plate as it's coming down shifts slightly, right? And that's why it happens at the same layer every time. So I tried a different print and it also had a layer shift problem, but at different spots. It wasn't the exact same spot. So I'm like, all right, I don't know what's going on. I cleaned everything real good. I checked all the tolerances on like the belt for the X and Y. Uh, I, I re-leveled the bed. I did all, like all the normal maintenance stuff. And then the other print came out fine. Like, oh, cool, I must have fixed it. But then I printed this one again, and it came out with the same layer shift problem at the exact same spots. I'm thinking it's Seriously. this. I'm thinking it's this build. Like, it's this. I'm going to go it, take this back into my slicer and check all the the parameters that I put seriously, into it. Maybe move it around, it, whatever. Spin it 45 degrees on the build plate. See what happens? Yeah. I've had that fix weird-ass stuff because you're dealing with you're dealing with physics. Yeah. So I'm going to, I don't know. I have to fiddle around with this one and see if I can make it stop happening. Or if I rotate it What's and then it 3D printing like? access. <laughs> What's like, Uncle Mark always tell people 3D printing is it's like? It's like Linux in the 90s. <laughs> That's damn straight. It's like Linux in the 90s. It's awesome, but it requires some finagling. Yeah. Yeah. It's and when it works, it feels great. Definitely like, it's almost like an art form at this point. <laughs> 3D printing. Maybe we're in the early 2000s at this point with uh, with Octoprint and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, it's definitely coming along. But uh, I, I love Oct. I know I don't I use Octoprint 100 percent of the time now. I don't use the SD card swap anymore or anything like that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Octoprint yeah. is really nice. It's like game changing, even if it is just behind you like yours is. Yeah. All right. Did you have anything else you want to talk about or are we going to the news? No, we need to because we need. I'm I'm tired, man. We got an early morning. Yeah, we do. I'm still recovering from vacation, and I'm not uh, like. Ugh. But we're gonna see other red hatters tomorrow, man. It's worth it. We are. I'd wake up at we five. Absolutely to, are. But I'm not. I have woken up at five. I'm waking to do up that. at six to do that. <laughs> uh, and six, my God, working from home has so. I used to wake up at 5.40 Dude, every morning so I could make it to work on time. And I would make it to work by alarm, 9. <laughs> my alarm will go off at 7 and I'll be like, oh, I don't want to get out of bed yet. <laughs> exactly. I could sleep till 8 and still get to work with plenty of time because work is just right outside my door. <laughs> yeah, because now tomorrow will be a little different because I don't need to make breakfast. I'll probably make some coffee and have a piece of toast just to hold me over. Yeah. But I yeah. do have to walk the dogs. I'm going to have to actually shower and get dressed. Yeah, <laughs> it's funny how you can delay that on certain days. <laughs> like, I don't really have to get a shower before work. I can get it at 11 in the morning if I really want to. <laughs> I think, did I, sh I forget, I think I was, I didn't shower yesterday. Ew. So I, <laughs> I insisted on a shower before work today. Yeah. I just couldn't. Yeah. I just couldn't. Yeah, uh, for, for me, it's, it's, uh, it's like a mindset thing. Getting a shower, like. I don't know, puts me in the right mode for working. If I get out of bed and come straight to the desk and start working, I'm not nearly as productive as if I go and get a shower, have breakfast, and then come back to the desk. I don't know. It's just... Oh, I have breakfast. I just might not shower until right. lunch. Right. <laughs> All right. So I guess we're going to move along into the news. What do you think? Let's do it. All right. Here we go.
did the thing where I forgot to open the news articles and tabs before we got here. But here we are. All right, I got them open now. There you go. All right, so I quickly scoured for the news tonight. I'm sorry, folks. So we don't we don't have anything terribly earth shattering. Oh, my wife is yelling at the kids from all the rambunctiousness. I'm sure. All right. Uh, so the first one is from Ars Technica. In fact, three of our four articles are from Ars Technica tonight. So you know, just if I forget to mention it, it's probably from Ars Technica. Ars Technica. Uh, Surface Duo <laughs> continues its worst <laughs> worst in class update record. Ships Android 12. Uh, so the Surface is Duo. Is that bad? Well, I think I forget what release we're up to. Let's find out. I don't use Android, so. What is the what, what, chicken butt? release of Android? I think it's like 15. Mm. Maybe it's 14. Oh. God, I was hoping it would give me like a quick. The number is 12. Seriously, I'm getting all kinds of old articles from like, oh, Android 8 is released. <laughs> anyway, it's something like 13, 14, maybe even 15 at this point. Um, honestly, is there just like an android.org or something? Mm. Seriously, what's the latest release, people? I can't believe I don't know this, to be honest, because I ran Android for so long. Anyway, You're it's so not terrible. It's not 12. <laughs> uh, right. So uh, the Surface Duo is apparently a dual screened Surface tablet. From Microsoft, although I'm surprised it doesn't run Windows, to be honest. Uh, it sounds like it retailed at like fifteen hundred bucks, which is a ridiculously high price. But when you consider like this may have been one of the earlier uh, dual screen uh, handhelds, right? Uh, apparently, it just got mm -hmm. Android 12, which seems a little, you know, out of date. I guess this is an ongoing problem for the Surface Duo, which is why this is news. So the Surface Duo doesn't run Windows? I, I'm, I'm confused by that as well, but it looks like, no, it is, in fact, running Android. Well, didn't Microsoft abandon their phone OS? This looks like a and their photo OS was actually pretty cool. I heard that. I heard that um, it was pretty good. I think someone wants to build a snowman. There was more knocking at your You're door. You're probably right. Um. Yeah, I thought the surfaces were Windows machines. Hmm, I'm confused now. This one does not seem to be. All right. Yeah. After the death of Windows Phone, it says leave a lot to be desired until the first version. Yada yada yada. I guess the do I guess it's more like a smaller hmm. more than a seven month upgrade okay <laughs> oh I, I see what it is. Twelve came out. maybe twelve is the latest, but it only just hit this device and it came out in March. More than a seven-month upgrade right. time. And this is the problem. This is the problem with Android devices. And it's one of the reasons that when I had Android, I was running strictly Google devices because nothing else gets updates as quickly, right? So you have an Android device from Samsung. It's 
probably not as bad, but from a lot of the other third parties, um, it could be that you never get an Android update. You may get security fixes, but you'll never get the next version of Android. Uh, but on a Pixel device, you get it pretty quickly because Google has a, an interest in making sure they're up to date. Um, you know, not like with Apple. Apple will, you know, as soon as it's released, they'll send it out to, you know, whatever batches to test it, and then they'll send it out to the public in mass uh, because they have full control of the hardware stack. But with, with Android, mm -hmm. it just isn't the case, right? There's so much diversity that Google can't cook it in, and it's up no. to the hardware manufacturers, like Microsoft in this case, and it takes them time to make sure that it works and tests well on their devices before they release it. And in this case, it took seven months, which is... Like, kind of ridiculous. Like, imagine that there was some horrible security fix that you were waiting on. It took seven months to come out. <laughs> you know what I mean? I think if you're running Microsoft products, you're kind of used to being in that position anyway. Oh! I mean, to be honest, Windows gets updates like that fast enough, especially when they're high, high criticality. But anyway. Uh, let me have my thing. Okay. I'll let you. I'll let you complain about Microsoft, even though actually you and I, I don't. You and I both know Microsoft. That, that I think both of us are on Windows at the moment. <laughs> I'm. I the only reason I keep Windows around and the Steam Deck is making it easier and easier to just never game on the system. The only reason I keep Windows around because stuff actually runs better on my Steam Deck than on, than on my decent gaming rig. Yeah, is for the VR stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah, that that's be, the only gaming I do on the system anymore is VR stuff. That may change with the next index. That's what I'm hoping. Although I don't know if you're going to we'll want to invest in in an index right away since you recently bought the one you have. I guess it isn't that reason. It's a couple years now. Isn't as it? long as Flight Simulator 2020 continues to perform as well as it does, I don't care. Yeah. I'm going to keep my hardware locked where it is. Yeah. My video card's good enough. The index is still great. I, I yeah I there's no I have no compelling reason to update this gaming rig any gaming dollars will be sent will be spent probably on my next major gaming purchase will probably be PSVR two when that releases yeah yeah I've I've well I don't want to derail the news but I've been I've still been thinking about upgrading my VR headset the, the HTC Vive is still great but I really want a little more clarity to the uh, to the game. That's why I needed that's why I needed yeah. the index. Yeah, my kids love it. So my thought is like I'll get myself an upgraded headset and then I'll set this up somewhere that they can use it whenever they really want to. But uh yeah, that's that, that that's sounds like reasonable. Later, that's a later problem. Later. Later. Okay. All right. So the next article is surprise. <laughs> Meta shares plunged 24% to the lowest price since 2016. Uh Meta of oh, course Meta, of course, being Facebook's parent. Um, now, I suck, 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 suck. I skimmed suck, this article suck. a bit, right? Uh huh. Because it's fun to just be like, "Oh, look at Meta flounder," right? Um, here's the thing: Zuckerberg and Meta are pouring a ton of money into VR, right? And that's why this is happening. Like that's why their uh, their company valuation is dropping because they're just like pouring money into a new technology. Now, if that pans out, like they may 
succeed and get that money back in like whatever the next thing is right and i think that's what they're betting on right we, we've heard about this mm. time and time again from so many different companies so uh part of me worries that they're gonna succeed <laughs> right because i just like you i don't really want them to be like the name in metaverse that they're trying to be um but anyway i i have trouble like faulting them because their value went down yes it looks bad and yes the market's going to be like oh look at facebook floundering they're doing terrible they're doing terrible in a in a way that they've decided to do not in a way that that was on accident or because people are shunning them or because you know they've failed it's because they're spending money on a thing they're investing in so i feel like i don't know Maybe I'm just rambling here. You get what I'm saying? I don't know. Like they're doing it on I just, purpose. With a goal. I just I don't see that the metaverse that they're what they're what they're demoing, it, it's like hot garbage. Like no, maybe right. I'm just super cynical. I'm I'm not does, trying it, does John does John Q public look at what Meta's offering and say, wow, that's really cool? I'm not trying to say that I that I support their version of the metaverse or that they should win or that anything I've seen coming out of all this money they're pouring into it has impressed me in any way. I'm just saying that the reason the reason behind it is intention, not accident. Right? Like No, I I, I you know what right. I mean? They're spending a large amount of money to try and win. Right. And maybe right. they will because John Q. Public can be stupid. Right. But, yeah, I don't know. We'll so, have to see. At any rate. That came from CNBC, by the way, not Ars Technica. Mm -hmm. Our next no, two articles okay. are going to be from Ars Technica. <laughs> Ars Technica, we're poetry news. Ars. All right, so we're going to move on to the next article. But yeah, Dead Meta man tell no tales. Oh, sorry. Okay. Is that like oh, Pirates a Pirates of the Caribbean? Reference? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Dead Men Tell No Tales. So, uh, you know, speaking of large companies that are losing money, Google is one of them. Womp uh, womp. Yeah. So this is also from Ars Technica. Um, nobody would miss cloud platform. That's the comment above it. I don't understand. Anyway, Google profits plummet 27% in Q3 2022 earnings report. I guess the earnings reports are like a thing that are coming out right now. That's why these are all yeah, all of a sudden. Uh, and the, again, I skimmed through this one. I was I, I didn't necessarily want a whole bunch of like financial doom and gloom articles, but the thing that intrigued me about this one is because it seems to be ad revenue related. And I'm curious, like what they're saying is that companies are spending less on ads because of the economy. And of course, Google is primarily an ads company, regardless of what you might think. They're not a hardware company. They're not a cell phone company. They're an ad company. Their goal is to harvest as much data about you and sell you things. <laughs> but um, they say companies are not spending as much on ads, and that's why they have fallen. But I'm actually curious if it's because of the prevalence now of more and more privacy concerns with ad tracking and people running ad blockers and people like 
Like my iPhone now will let me ask an app not to track me, right? Like, is that impacting companies like Google? I got to think it, it has to be, right? Yeah, maybe. So uh, not that I feel bad about that. <laughs> not at all. But I'm just sort of curious, right? Is is our are our actions or is Apple's actions starting to impact companies like Google because they can't get the ad, ad revenue out of it? I heard on the news, mm. I forget what it was. It was like an NPR session or something that I heard on where they interviewed a small business owner um, because she ran like a flower shop or something. I forget what it was. And she leveraged Facebook ads to get traffic to her business, right? Which is, you know, a very common thing. Facebook is covered with ads. That's their job too. That's their goal too, right? They harvest data, they target ads, and you buy stuff. Uh, businesses on the other end of that, of course, profit from you buying stuff. Well, because of Apple's efforts to block tracking on the Apple platform, and of course, Apple is one of the most popular platforms for mobile devices, this woman actually saw a pretty sharp decrease in sales because... The ads can't be targeted as well, so the money she's putting into ads aren't translating to sales as much. So I'm wondering if that's also hitting, you know, the people who are providing the ads, the people that you buy the ads from, uh, as well as the small Maybe. businesses, right? And in her defense, she wasn't, like, crying about it. She's like, I want, I value privacy, too. It just means we need to figure out a better way to advertise to people, you know. Good. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, I just thought it was interesting. That is. And then our last article, also from Ars Technica. <coughs> uh, Google can now remove your identifying search results if they're the right kind. And uh, hmm. this is apparently some technology right where uh, Google has developed sort of a search engine for private information. So, and I don't mean stuff like ad tracking information, even though we were just talking about ad tracking information. I mean things like, where does Nate live? Um, you know, what's Nate's social security number? Uh, what's Nate's mother's maiden name? Right? That sort of stuff. You can now try to, you can, Google has developed this tool to help people locate that information on the internet. So that if you're in a position where you do not want that information out there in the public, uh, you can try to find it and get it removed, which I thought was actually kind of a good thing. Now, it's Google. They'll probably decommission it in six months um, because it's a good right. tool and it's Google. But <laughs> I just thought it was an interesting step in the right direction. Um, and they say that this is to help folks who are worried about being, quote unquote, doxxed. You know how people. I will, ass I will assume positive intent for this one. Yeah. Yeah. But again, it'll be gone in six months. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe a year or two. <laughs> and it might, it might live as long as Stadia. It might not. Who can it tell? Might. Is, is this the new benchmark? Does it live as long as Stadia? <laughs> Does it live as long as Stadia? Are you dumber than a fifth grader? <laughs> <laughs> Stadia got a couple years, believe it or not. <clears throat> How do your product outlast Stadia? Yeah. Was it, it might have been. I did read that some, some, uh, some of the games that people played on Stadia that were like subscription service type things like uh, Elder Scrolls Online and stuff, they were mm -hmm. able to migrate off of Stadia. Good. So that people people weren't screwed. Yeah. Yeah, the Stadia situation is unfortunate, but I got to be honest, anyone who was depending on it, like, you should have known. You should have known it was coming. Yeah. 
I mean, Google's got a track record for. You should have known. Their, 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 their reputation is well earned, shall we say? If you want a streaming game service, you should have got it from someone like Microsoft or PlayStation. Right. <laughs> someone who's they in the they, gaming scene and has a track record right. of actually keeping things around. <laughs> yeah. Even even friggin' Nintendo, right? But yeah. Google, no. no, no, not Google. Again, you know, I feel like I have to defend myself every time Stadia comes up. I was curious about it, which is why I bought it, and it worked well enough. Hey, and, and it's a good controller, I hear. And the the controller, good controller. Listen to the buttons. That's a good. That's a good button. Okay, Nate. It's a good button. Anyway, and they're comfortable. Anyway, all right. There, there. I'm going to try not to talk about my stuff. There, there. All right, so well. uh, I think that's everything for tonight. Sounds like a plan. Did you have any more Let's news? Let's wrap it. Any more news you wanted to talk about, or you're tired? You want to get to bed? I don't blame I'm you. tired. I'm tired. Too. I'm still... Yeah. It's only 9 o'clock. Holy crap. Some dude showing up at my house early tomorrow to... I know. Go to Lumberville. He offered to drive you to Lumberville. I'm just going to remind you of that. All right. <laughs> We'll all see right. What happens. So yeah, all right. So uh, we're gonna call it a night, folks. I, if anyone listened live, we want to thank you for sticking with us this long. Looks like there's some folks in the uh, the live stream yet. Um, if you did not watch us live and you would like to, go look us up on both Twitch and YouTube, or one or the other. You don't have to do both. Uh, just look for the Iron System in podcast. There's links to find either of those on ironsystemin.com. You can support the show on Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/ironsystemin. Uh, you can join either our Discord community or our Matrix space. I have links to both of those in the show notes or, again, on ironsystemin.com. Uh, if you want to watch us live, aside from finding us on those various outlets, it happens the second and fourth th Tuesday, Thursday, second and fourth Thursday <laughs> of every month. Um, just subscribe, hit that little notification bell, and you'll know, because I've been trying to do a better job of uh, scheduling them so that you'll get a notification beforehand. And with that, I think that's everything. Any final thoughts, Mark? Still have my thumb, so that's something. You still have your thumb, even though... My well, headphone thumb. You'll just have to go back to listen to the first half of the episode to find out why Mark's worried about his thumb. Uh, and my watch is power! My Apple watch has <laughs> power! It did have power at the beginning! Now it's got power! <laughs> uh, so I can put my Apple watch back on. Ah. Uh, all right, folks, I hope everyone has a great week and we will see you sometime in November, whenever the second sometime. Thursday of November is. Whatever right. that day. Well, yeah, whatever it is. Good night, everybody. Right. Have a good one. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Peace out.